I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real, recognized real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Podcast is rolling, guys. It's official. Um, we're live on Instagram, so if you're uh, checking this out, we're live on Instagram. Shout out to everybody out there. What up, guys? Um, we're recording. We're going to go up on YouTube, and we got an audio for the iTunes as well. Um, yeah, let's start it off, I guess. Part-time Soul Skater says, world is fucking back, and uh, it is back. Hell Yeah. Stoked to be doing stuff with World. We got three boards out right now at the minute. Uh, all original artwork done by Peter James Glenn. He killed it. We're already working on our second line of boards. It's going to be another three line, uh, three boards in the line. So I'm stoked for that. Uh, rubbish heap. Fuck yeah. That's a sick video, man. Yeah, for me, um, World is one of those brands. It's like a very iconic brand. It's like built by skateboarders and artists and and people, and they built like a one-of-a-kind brand. So it's rad that I get to work for them and build a skate team and bring out the graphics again and get the boards going again. And uh, I'm really privileged. I feel like I don't, I don't privilege is the right word because definitely not privileged, but I feel very grateful and lucky to. Um, to be able to carry on tradition and keep the brand fucking live. To have a skateboarder that's making moves with the world is crucial, right? Because otherwise you're just crunching numbers. You need to have some chaos. Like you, like Steve Rocco. That's what you, part-time soul skater says, fucking Steve Rocco. People love Steve Rocco. From what I heard, he was a bit of an asshole. Kind of like fucking uh, Steve Jobs. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, things are cool with that, man. Growing slow and steady. Um... It takes time to build this shit up, you know, and to do it right and learn and all that stuff. Uh, what I've been stoked on is just going out and filming videos for YouTube, for the vlogs. Uh, if you guys are on YouTube, you can check out All I Need Skate. So YouTube.com forward slash All I Need Skate. We've been putting up all our sessions and crushing it. That's been super fun. We also went to Central Mass Skate Festival, which was sick. The, shout out to Mike, the homie Mike, uh, Gerard. He killed it. He's been doing that for years now. 
And, and actually, yesterday, I just got the artwork for um, the next New England Am. So it's November 4th and 5th, 5th and I'll be posting that everywhere. But uh, it's a lobster doing a smith grind in this crusty bowl. And uh, it's our fourth year doing the New England Am, so I'm really stoked. Uh, you guys all out there in podcast land, YouTube land, Instagram, wherever, you're all invited. Uh, it's fucking crazy. It's in Taunton, Mass. It's at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. 30,000 square foot indoor park. There's a little bit of everything. Tranny, rails, everything. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, come shred. It's going to be sick in November. It's the biggest contest in New England. Skateboard contest by far. And actually, tomorrow... It's Friday, right? And we're doing a lock-in at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. So if anyone's in the Massachusetts area or like uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and you want to do a, a lock-in, you get locked in the skate park all night. I'll be doing that. I'll be like the instructor, just uh, trying to stay awake from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. I've done one before, and it was super fun, but man, at, like in the morning, it's so rough. For the um, YouTube people and the people listening, I finally got my podcast studio up and going. I got the lights popping nice, got the backdrop crushing it right now. Uh, the last, like, three days, I've just been going super hard. I was like, you know what, I need all this stuff. I need time to invest, so. Let's see, I'm going to lurk some websites today for the podcast and kind of see what's going on in the skateboard world. Kind of been so busy with creating stuff that I forgot to like kind of look at the other websites and see what other people are doing out there. So I'm going to pull that up now. But yeah, we're working on new art for All I Need. The next series of boards is going to be the Hobo series. So there's four pros for All I Need. Myself, Timmy Knuth, Corey Goonan, and Derek Fukuhara. And each board will have us as a hobo, which is kind of cool. I've already seen uh, Timmy's and uh, my board is... They, the art's underway. It's not finished, but uh, it's getting there. So th they're starting to look sick. I'm really excited how those are going to turn out. And same with the world boards. We have uh, three new graphics dropping as well. We're working on uh, the Devilman board, which is really sick. He's kind of pulling the sprint, the strings like uh, Pinocchio. He's got all the political leaders. Trump, Putin, fucking Kim Jong-un. And... Uh, we got that board dropping soon. It's going to be sick. Maldito Ronin asks, how old were you when you went pro? Let's see, I started skating when I was 12, 13. I think I turned pro way later, though. I had to have been like 26, 27. I was getting paid um, for skating and traveling around as an am, which was really amazing. Shout out to Miles Dupree. What up, man? Miles, you out there? Say what up. Uh, yeah, I was skating as an am for a long time, and I was getting paid and just living off skateboard money, traveling. It was very cool. I rode for brands like Birdhouse, New York, um, World Industries, and it was sick. Uh, I turned pro for World Industries when I was 26, I believe. So later in life. But I'm glad it happened then, because I was, I was older, you know? Like, I kind of understood what I was getting into. I, did, I hear all these horror stories of people that get sponsored super young, and then they just squander their money. They don't pay their taxes and all that shit. For me, it was like, I don't know, I was already older, so I just started saving my dough and fucking stacking it up for my own shit, because I knew, like, you know, um, you know, if a recession happened or something like that, they'd fucking pull the plug, and, and that's what happened, so then I just started All I Need, which is skateboarding, I just started that brand, and we just, as a collective, all, me and my homies just started building it, and it's grown bigger and bigger, which has been really cool. 
But yeah, so let me see. I'll go back to the questions here. That was, I hope I answered that. I'd be like 26, 27 when I turned pro. Shredden Dreads 93 asks, Yo, Lucas Pugue is on Palace Skateboards and Skate News. Also, Corey Goonan kills it. I don't know how to say Lucas's last name, but that boy is fucking gnarly on the board. Super technical, like, really good at skateboarding. Definitely a legend. Um, he's been killing it. That's cool that he's riding for Palace. Who was he riding for before Palace? That's the real question. I don't even remember. Is that a big deal that he switched companies? I wonder if he's just, like, moving from homie to homies, you know? Also, all right, and Corey Goonan does kill it. I agree, man. Guy's a beast. Part-time soul skater. One deck, only $375. That's expensive for one deck. Who's selling a deck for $375? They're fucking insane. Let's see if they can... Someone will buy it, right? Shit's crazy out there. All right. We'll keep it moving. Part-time soul skater says, smoke that shit. Shout out to Andy O'Terry. What up, homie? I see you out there on Instagram world. Andy Shreds, dude. Cheeky Mike, what up? Yo, he wrote for uh, Cliche, that's right. Cliche, yeah. That dude's a legend. He's so good at skating, right? Fucking really good. That's cool. I'm glad he has a sponsor. I'm glad he has people. Lucas has people supporting him, you know? Sometimes shit gets weird, you know? Who sells a bandana for $275? Part-time soul skater. Who is? Is that Palace? Did they sell a bandana for $275? You can sell shit for whatever price you want. Doesn't mean anyone's gonna buy it. Who the fuck's gonna buy a bandana for two hundred seventy-five dollars? Maybe it's just to get people talking. Cause you know, I don't know. Um, and they went out of business. Cliche went out of business. So then Lucas had to find a home, and he went to Palace. Seems like a pretty good fit. Uh, I think it's a European company. Supreme. That's who has the bandana for that expensive. Yeah, I mean, do do your thing. Maybe someone will buy it. I guess if you can do it, do it. Yeah, Andy, what up? Andy Shreds, man. My homie Andy. I, I watch him all the time. Killing fucking shreds on his board. I've known him for years, you know? But dude kills it. I've seen him shred for years and just steady on it, getting better and better. Like a fine wine. Kind of reminds me of like Goonan gets better and better, too. Someone was shouting Goonan out earlier. Um, yeah, so pretty stoked on all that. The Scoot God says it was lit. He went to the edge the other day. That's dope. The edge is super fun. I'll be there tomorrow for the lock-in. Doo, doo, doo. All right, Mikey, what up? He says Palace and Supreme sell, is it undies? For $100 and people buy them all the fucking time. It's dumb. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you want to pay 100 bucks on that shit, let them do it. You know what I mean? Go for it. Fucking let them live. Spend your money however you want. Easy come, easy go, you know? <laughs> Let's see. It's been a... I saw that there was a new Shane O'Neal part out there. Um, it was pretty sick. That guy's ridiculously good. Um, but at some point, the novelty kind of wears off. I don't know if that's fair to say or if I'm a dick for that, but I really like Shane and his skating. I actually want to get him on the show and talk to him. But, uh... I don't really, I know him, I've met him a bunch of times, but I never really sat down, like, had a whole conversation with Shane. But if I did, I probably wouldn't, I'd probably be even more of a fan, because he seems like a super solid dude, so. And just so you guys know, I'm lining up, here, here's some gossip, some skate news. 
I was lurking, I want to say Instagram the other day, and I saw that Hands Down, J. Scott Hands Down was on there, and someone on Instagram took a screenshot of a DM, a direct message from J. Scott, where he was asking them to get sponsored. And then they put him on blast and posted his DM and put it out there like, hey, this dude's like begging for a sponsor or something. And then the comments just went wild. People were just like back and forth, back and forth, you know. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk to that dude about that, and I hit him up. So Jay Scott said he'll come on Wednesday. We'll see if he actually does. But not that I don't think he will, but I don't really know him. So sometimes people flake or get nervous or whatever. But he said he was down, so that would be cool. Cool to talk to that dude. I don't really even know what the hands down stuff is because I've seen it. I heard people do it, talking about it, make fun of it, or being hyped on it, and uh, I didn't really know what it was. So I guess I gotta ask him about that as well. Maldito Ronin says supply and demand. Yeah, I guess if there's two people out there that want a two hundred dollar bandana, supply it for them. If you can do it, go for it. If Supreme can sell bandanas for two hundred bucks, <laughs> by all means, fucking go for it. I don't know how many people are buying them for 200 bucks, but maybe enough. Who fucking knows? Mikey says, 100 bucks for some undies that I'm going to skid mark when I sack a rail or credit card. <laughs> LOL. You watched the new girl video? No, I didn't see the new girl video. I didn't even know they had a new... Was it girl or was it Lakai? I think Lakai put out a new video. Uh, I might be mistaken about that, but I thought they put out a new video. But that'd be sick if girl did too. Gamer Grub, shout out the Gamer Grubs on uh, Instagram Live. Oh, we got some feedback about Shane O'Neill right here. Shane O'Neill's part was ridiculous. That big ass switch flip was gnarly. I fucking agree, dude. It was ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, but it's all so perfect and good. It's like I already know he's like the best. Like gnarly tray flip to front board down rails and shit. It's just like I already know he's the best, so I didn't. I expect it, you know. And then I watched it. And I was like, yeah, that was good. Fucking sick. Uh, it says my storage is almost full. I wonder what that's all about. But, um, yeah, he's fucking really good. And his part was amazing. I enjoyed it. But it's like, I don't know. I kind of want to see a slam slam section with him. <laughs> Just to see him fuck up. Because I don't think he fucks up at all. He might. Yeah, I gotta get him on the show just to talk some shit. For sure. Is World Looking for New Riders? Maldito Ronin. Um, not at the moment. Because we're starting small and we're, growing, we're gonna build it up. So, I'm just reintroducing the brand to the skate world. We brought World Industries into the All I Need house. It's underneath us now. And, uh, we're, you know, we got Kevin Clems on there. Sammy, Sam Kern's been shredding with us. Um, we might announce another rider soon, but we're working on cementing the relationships with skate shops and magazines and YouTube channels and trying to connect so people can know the brands out there and get the products back out there get new art going and just crush it you know so like at the moment not really looking for a new rider um but you could always send footage and we'll keep checking it out you know that, that doesn't mean don't send footage don't pursue trying to get sponsored or any of that stuff just um the thing about getting sponsored is it's a long-term game like people that was kind of what was going on with j scott we i listened to it is like they were like, you didn't even give us a video part or anything. You just asked to get sponsored. And I was like, yeah, why Why would you just ask to get sponsored? And a lot of people do that. They go on Instagram. They go on all the social media. And they just ask people to sponsor them. And they don't, I have people DMing me video parts. Not video parts, but DMing me uh, messages just 
just asking to get sponsored with no footage, no fo- nothing. Like sometimes they'll send photos. Like imagine if you got sponsored off of just having a couple skate photos. That would be amazing, right? It'd be fucking easy, <laughs> easy come, easy go. Um, even one video part. Like I remember when I was coming up skating. Like it took years. Like I think I skated for like four or five years deep with just filming video parts and going to events and supporting the skate shops and the skate parks and like just meeting everyone like before I even got sponsored or flow or any of that fucking bullshit like it's hard it ain't easy like um you know and that's fair it's weird because Shane O'Neill is like the ultimate ultimate dude he's like so good at skateboarding like a robot you know but then there's other dudes that are like um sketchy like a Jim Greco or something like that and that dude's pro too I like that about skateboarding that there's variants Shane Shane Watkins what up that reminds me, we're going to do... Actually, I just um, got the art for the next New England Inn, which is November 4th and 5th at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. And the artwork came out sick. It's uh, I'll post it on my Instagram after this. It's a lobster doing a fucking sick-ass Smith grind. But it reminds me, we're going to do a girls' division this year. Uh, there's a lot of girls in New England killing it, man, and beyond, to be honest. So we're going to do one this year. It'll be sick. No pressure, just fun, like jam format. Just a big celebration, a big... It's a two-day event, the New England Am, so... We don't try to make it feel like a competition. We try to make it feel like a live event, like a, almost like a concert or something. Because dudes go out and skate in jam format, so it's not just, like, all eyes on you, you know? It's, like, you and two other dudes, and uh, you just do what you can do. We focus more on the makes than the bails, you know? Uh, so we're going to do that. It's going to be sick. We're working, I'll have all the details coming shortly as well, but we got the artwork out there, and the date's set, so I'm stoked. Uh, we covered Shane O'Neill's new part, it's fucking sick, dude's really good, not trying to take anything away from him, I want to meet him, so I can, like, be even more of a fan, because he fucking kills it on the board. Maybe not my favorite style, but good nonetheless, you know? Fucking sick. What else do we got? Anything else out there? Lakai put a video out, you were saying? We got YouTube going. I, I know a lot of YouTube channels are dope. Are any, are any of you guys on YouTube? If so, suggest the channel to me. I'll check it out for sure. You can check out World Industries on YouTube. Just youtube.com forward slash World Industries. We've been putting up content weekly. Kevin and Sam's been killing it. We just put up an unboxing video where they unboxed the Shetler shoe and skated the round bar I got. We dragged it out in the driveway and filmed a little skit. It was really sick. Uh, you can also check out um, All I Need on YouTube, so youtube.com forward slash All I Need Skate, and we've been putting crazy videos up weekly and just going heavy. The next one I'm working on right now, I had like 15 dudes in one session, and we drove around Providence, so I got a lot of fucking uh, editing to do. I got some of it done last night at like 1 in the morning, um, but didn't get enough done. I love editing footage. I love filming the homies and I love going back. It's insane. I feel like I'm like collecting memories. I fucking go out, film all day. Like a lot of us work jobs and are busy and like we get free to skate and we all meet up and we're like we gotta make time to skate, go film and get some antics. Like and the vlog's so tight because it's not just bangers, it's everything. It's like f- antics. Like the, the one the one I just put out with that lady drinking all day drinking and she's chasing butterflies around and shit. <laughs> like anything happens when you're out street skating. Street skating might be my favorite thing ever. It is my favorite. Fuck it. It is my favorite thing ever. If you don't like street skating, you're a fucking asshole. How's that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course not. Let's see. I'll go back to some of the questions. 
Mikey says, I can't wait for the New England Am. Hell yeah. Yo, what exactly is Rob Sock and how do people get up in that shit? Schmikey! Schmikey Schmurda! Sick Instagram handle. Um, Rob Stock is my homie Rob. He was on the show, the podcast. Rob Collison, if you go back, please do listen to his episode. But uh, he's a hard-working person that started Low Carb Magazine. Uh, he's managed to network with core skate shops out there. And what I'm guessing is he owns a property in Maine with a fucking decrepit, abandoned house that's like fallen down. And someone built a mini ramp out here. We literally drove seven hours to the middle of Maine. It was way out there. And uh, we show up and I'm like, who the fuck's going to drive seven hours? I mean, we're doing it. So like people got to fucking do it, right? I was like maybe 30, 40 people, like whatever. I get there, it's like 200 people in the middle of Maine, and there's no, the house is fucking falling down. The roof has holes in it, it's also just weathered. And everyone has tents set up for like, we parked a mile down the road and set up a tent, because I was like, there's no fucking way I'm getting in the middle of Robstock and sleeping in the mud with all these other savages, basically. So uh, we parked like a mile down the road, and I just camped on the side of the road. Our car was blocking us from the road. And there was like hundreds of people. It was a crazy mini ramp. People were drinking a lot. And uh, there was a fucking sick mini ramp session that went down. And some chaos. Dude started rolling off fucking the house into small quarter pipes. And like it was getting hectic. It was like a two day event event too. And there was a spot to go swimming in the middle of Maine too I guess. Because when we showed up I was like where are all these people going? A bunch of people were leaving. And they were all like yeah it was a swimming spot. Like I didn't get to check it out. But hopefully next time. Uh, I don't know. It's invite only. I got invited because Rob just hit me up and was like, hey, yo, bring a crew of, like, fucking whoever you want. So I brought World All I Need, you know? All I Need and World Crew threw him in my fucking car and we drove, charged it. Kevin, Kevin, Clem brought the fucking tent shitty. We were calling it tent shitty because we used the tent before in Martha's Vineyard and (laughs) he didn't know how to set it up. It's a two-room tent. It's a big motherfucking tent. And he couldn't figure out how to set it up correctly. So, like, him and Sammy set it up but then in the middle of the night it came crashing down on him so we woke up and those dudes were passed out and the tents just collapsed on him so we started calling it tent shitty um but this time he killed it he set it up on the side of the road on some moss and uh two person uh two room tent set it up nailed it that thing was holding steady until jeff my good homie jeff who came who works at the edge some of you guys might know came and fucking he got a little too low card he was really revved up been drinking a lot and he got rowdy at like one in the morning and fucking knocked the tent down while we're in it we had to get out set it all back up uh but then she holds she held steady after that for the rest of the night but yeah uh that's what robstock was it was an adventure and it was an experience i saw a bunch of shredders i saw a bunch of homies I saw some epicness, I saw some sketchiness, um, and I survived. The one thing I took away from Robstock this year was that next year I'm bringing two tents. So we can have the chill tent and we can have the buck wild tent where the dudes that want to go in the middle of the low card party and get punched in the eye by a stranger or something in a mosh pit or a fucking, they had live music. They were giving out beer too, like just giving out free beer. It was wild. It was like paradise. I'm not gonna lie. But, um, yeah, I just hung out. But we need two tents. I want my chill tent. So, I'm 34, dude. I'm not trying to fucking. I was just trying to go film, edit, keep my shit clean, fucking watch the young dudes go get crazy. Like, 
already did all that. I didn't want to get fucked up. I just want to smoke a little weed, maybe drink a beer or two, eat some food, skate the mini film, edit, pass the fuck out. But it was crazy because our tent was popping off. Everyone wanted to come. It was a big tent and like all the homies were there. So everyone was coming to our tent. Got a little rowdy, not going to lie. Super fun though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rob Sock crushes. Let's go back to the questions. Shout out Strive. What up? I mean, it ain't the great, but Riot 70, just the homies having fun. All right, is that on YouTube? Shred and Dreads 93 says you can check out Rise 70. R-I-Z-E 70. I'm going to check that out on YouTube. Schmikey. Jay Evans, what up? Savages, savages. Heathens to the core. Yeah. There's a bunch of wild skateboarders, you know? That's the cool thing about skateboarding is like... Uh... I don't know. It is like savages. It's not. It's not that. Per- it's professional. It can be, but there's a side to skateboarding that is just savagery. It's just young, crazy, wild, dumb, stupid, but awesome. Like that side, I love about skateboarding. I love that that exists. You know, it's not all professional sports and fucking street league contests and Olympics and blah 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 blah. It's not all that shit. Check this out. About to release another run of these All I Need Nug Jars. Just so you guys know, I'm going to make 12. Hopefully next week I'll have them and I'll put them on the online store. The first batch I I uh, made went fast. This is the sample one. I just hung on to it for myself, so I had one. The first I made, the first batch we made went fast, but we got more coming for the people. And it's a metal jar with the, I mean, uh, it's a glass jar with a metal clasp. Thing crushes. It's got the plastic, keeps the seal super fresh. I mean, you don't have to put weed in it. You could put whatever in it, but it's the all I need jar. And it's a glass etching, so pretty hyped on that. Um, let me check, make sure that Instagram. Young Little Trick. Shetler, are you ready for New England AM? Because I am. Yeah, I'm ready, dude. I'm excited for this year. It's our fourth annual New England AM. And every year has been a fucking experience. I'm not lying. Like, when we do it, we want to do it right. We want to make sure there's energy. We want to make sure everybody is making noise. We want to make sure that it's all, like, everybody's locked in because the skating is insane. And it's like, when I'm judging and and watching and Ramsey's up there on the mic and, like, I got Donnie Barley, Brandon Westgate, and fucking, we've had Pachinski, we have Manny, uh, local dudes, and I'm just like, Looking at all these kids shredding, like 14 and under was insane. I love watching young kids skate, especially nowadays. They have so much style, and and uh, it's, I don't see that many little kid styles these days. And if I do, it, you can tell that they're working, they're hustling, and they're going to have a sick adult style, you know, once they grow out. But yeah, 14 and under at the New England M is crazy, and it was like one of the biggest divisions. And dudes were just going at it. It was sick to really watch that. And then 15 and over, that's basically our AM contest. The 15 and over division, that's our AM contest because it's like for the dudes that don't have a shop sponsor but fucking destroy, you know? And that one was probably my favorite because, like, it was so heavy. It felt like an AM contest, like a, one of the heaviest I've ever been to. I've been around the world. I'm not lying. I've been to contests everywhere. And, like, the one in New England was insane. 15 and over was fucking crazy. And then we do the skate shop invite, which is really sick. I love that because then you get to see um, who the skate shop brings. They bring three riders each. So it's cool to see who's like they bring to support and, show, and stand up for the shop, basically. And those three dudes have a jam format and battle it out. And that's obviously like the pro contest. Those dudes aren't pro. A lot of them should be because 
they're that good, and I feel like they will be. Um, in New England, you know, as things grow, as we all continue to contribute and kick in and grow skateboarding together, I, I hope that there's more opportunities for more pros. That's why I started the New England M to begin with, was like, I just saw that we had this thriving skate scene in New England with so many people that loved it, you know? And you guys know my story, you know, skateboarding saved my life, and I know a lot of you guys have similar stories. Um, skateboarding's done more for us than we ever expected, you know, like it doesn't, it's just given us community and friendship and all that stuff, and uh, I don't know, I just was like, I want to do an event, and like, we need a am contest, like, there's so many good motherfuckers, and like, I was going down to Tampa for that contest, and I, I was just like, we got, we got this, easy, like, and I came back, and the first year we did it, and it came together so awesome, I was like, holy shit, like, Beyond my expectation, I was like, damn, we have quite the fucking show. We have so many talented people. And, like, the crazy thing about the New England Am in the last three years has been that that everyone has been hyped for each other and supportive. And the event just has been, dudes were killing it and destroying it, you know? Like, and I, I saw everyone mingling and fucking, it was like a celebration. It wasn't even a competition, really. People were trying hard to, like, do the best they could, but they weren't, like, jocking or nothing. It was just like... You know, you get in what you get out, you know? Let me let me look at some of these questions real quick. Um, Shelly, you ready for new? Yeah, you know that. Shred and Dreads 93. Yeah, it's Eric from Sirens, man. Oh, what up, Eric? Hell yeah, shout out. The friggin' Berg joined on Instagram. Um, just putting the idea out there. World Industry Show, shoe collab with All I Need or Low Card or 9.5. I'm hyped on the idea of 9.5, but brand isn't pushed as much. Yeah, 9.5's the homie Nick Barth, man. He's made some apparel in the past, and I really like that concept, too. It's a cool brand. Um, I know he's still doing it. I think he's just trying to... He's a growing person, you know, so he's trying to learn how to run a brand and keep it going and organize it while he's growing and trying to figure out his direction, you know. Barth is the man. I film with him all the time, skate with him. He's one of my best friends, so... But yeah, I like that. And a collab would be sick. I'd like to advertise in low card one day. What do you guys think? Is that a good idea? I feel like it'd be cool. The mag goes out to all these shops, which is really rad. And I think it's free in the shops. And you know, everyone takes them, looks at them. There's always some sick ass skating in them. It would be cool to try to advertise in a magazine. I know Prince dying, supposedly, or however it is. Like, maybe it's just because digital is so easy and free, basically. But, like, uh, they'll always be print, you know? People love it, so be cool to try to advertise just to run ads like work with a photographer and then a skater and get a sick ass photo maybe throw some product in it in the ad it'd be so cool and i really like low card those dudes know how to do it i showed up to the fucking main to the low card rob stock party and rob the homie who owns the mag and threw the whole thing he's sitting there eating a fucking lobster with clams like a clam boil he just he has someone in the mid seven hours in the middle of maine there's like one road cops aren't coming cops were not coming you could have done anything there. Cops weren't coming. Let's go fuck out there, you know? And, uh, just so New England style, I rolled up. Woo! He's fucking sitting there grubbing on lobster and fucking full platter and this crazy mini ram. It was sick. It was the cool shit. L was getting crazy. You hear him out there? We're gonna have to weather the Elwood storm because he likes to be loud because he's a little dog and he's always being dominated because he's a miniature long haired dachshund. So, like, he's, everyone's picking him up and making him feel like a bitch, like, 24-7, um, like a female dog. That actually worked really perfect there. And, uh, 
So his only way to like kind of defy that is to he has a mo- couple things actually. One is he likes to bark a lot because we can't really keep him quiet. We try to, but like he can always get extra barks in, like, <laughs> and um, that's his defiance. And then the other is when we try to put his harness on, he just fucking takes off. He he tries to go into the couch. He tries to go into the light. Like anywhere where I can't put Elwood's harness on, he goes there. And it's weird. Once I put his harness on. He just starts acting so strange. He, like, jumps on top of shit, and he, like, just gets super, like, spracky. Uh, it's like, to, he's almost embarrassed about having a harness on. I don't know. Do any of your dogs, anybody out there, any of your dogs do that? Have weird shit with their harnesses? And if so, how did you correct it? That's what I want to know. Because, and how do you stop a dog from barking? That's what I want to know, too. Because I can't get Elwood to stop. I try, and I have a temper, and I've been working on it. It's been getting better, but, like... You know, it's, you know, just life, you know, sometimes you have a temper. I got a lot better about it. I tried meditating and all this stuff, and I actually learned from my dog, Emma. What she does is when she's, like, getting frustrated and getting, like, angry and wants to freak out, my dog, she shakes it off. And I can see her physically shake it off and take a deep breath, and I started doing that. Not shaking off, but just <sighs> whenever I feel overwhelmed and I'm, like, about to, like, get mad and just kind of be angry, I just... And it seems so trivial, but it helps. Just that one deep breath, because it just makes you take a second. And you're just like, okay, don't dwell on Don't dwell on that, that feeling. Move past it, you know? Feel it, accept it, move past it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've been working on that. I'm trying to figure it out. Young Little Trig says, Narragansett Surf and Skate got, I think, second or third last year. Oh, he's talking about New England. And those dudes from the Juice, New England Surf and Skate, fucking show up every year and destroy it. Evan, shout out, Evan Mansalilo, killing it. Uh, Mansalilo, is it Mansalilo? I'm pretty sure it's Mansalilo. M-A-N, man, S-O-L-I-L-L-O, oh, Mansalilo. I love it when I say it right, it sounds awesome. But E-Man, I love it, Evan. Such a solid dude. And he rides for the Juice, um, Narragansett Surface Gate, the nickname is The Juice. But he's just a young dude that we, he went out to the low card as well. But he's a young dude I've been hooking up for a long time with all I need. And it's fucking sick to watch him develop. Just a young dude. He does a lot for Narragansett skate scene. And he do, he just does a good job of being an epic human and really pushing himself on a skateboard. And it's fun to watch. He can fuck up some gnarly concrete bullshit. Like really big stuff. I'm really hyped to support Evan. I think he's going to go pretty far with skateboarding. And I think he'll, he'll he'll see how far he can take it, you know. I like when people have drive and focus, and Evan definitely does. He'll be back in the vlog soon. I think he missed last weekend, but he just hit me up saying he wanted to get back out. The vlogs have been my favorite thing. Literally, like, collecting memories. YouTube.com forward slash all I need. Skate. And uh, it's been sick. I've been filming all the sessions. I've been filming Brandon Westgate because he got back. He's the good homie. He lives near us. And uh, I filmed... Clips of him, I went out one day and just stacked so many clips, and uh, New Balance reposted, Element reposted, and literally my phone just would not stop blowing up for like two, three, it was like three days straight, just more follows and more people commenting about my filming. It was ridiculous. One person actually said I should get my dick sucked for my filming. I didn't say it. They said it. It's on there. I think it was on Westgate's Instagram. But there, it was. It's funny because it's just my handle. I just have like a, a gyro, like a karma grip handle. It holds everything steady, makes it seem like you're on a track, so you can like run. 
And uh, but there was this line where Brandon's doing a frontside 180. If you go to the YouTube channel, All I Need Skate, you can watch the actual video. But he does a frontside 180 over a grass gap and a fence and lands into a parking lot and then does, I think it was a half cap flip, turn around, all of this big fence. But I was running because I have the handle. It holds super steady. It was sketchy. I would run as fast as I could behind him on the frontside 180. And as he jumped, I held the camera down by my knee and I jumped over the fence. I put my foot on the fence and like hopped over it. But I had to like fully commit every time. If I hesitated, I was eating shit. And the whole time I was filming it, I'm like, I'm going to miss with my front foot jumping on the fence and just fucking eat shit over the fence. Didn't happen, thank God. But, uh, yeah, but so I just had to hold the camera steady, basically, and hop a fence, which it was a lot of tries because he kept bailing, you know, the second, last trick. He kept having a hard time with the ollie for whatever reason, and uh, I just jumped that fence, like, 50 times. But we got the sickest angle, and, like, seriously, felt so cool, everyone leaving comments talking about the filming. They were, like, they were saying the filming was better than tricks. I know they're being polite. Definitely wasn't. Brandon's tricks were amazing, but I felt like I was, like, this is so cool. <laughs> I've always loved filming skateboarding. I watch skateboarding all the time. I consume it online, and, like, I used to watch all these videos and all the time, like, every video, everything. I wanted to know every rider, where they're from, what's their story. I mean, obviously, that's why I do the podcast, you know. Uh, I have, like, a curiosity about skateboarding. Something about skateboarders is, like, my favorite fucking thing. They're just epic humans for the most part. I mean, we have assholes, too, but more than none, more than, more people are nice than assholes, you know, in skateboarding. People are, like, indiv they're unique, different, they fucking... I think because what it takes to skateboard, you have to, like... It's almost like a martial art. Like, you can't be too much of an asshole because you're constantly humbled by your skateboard. You know what I mean? Everybody, no matter how good you are, you end up getting hurt and you have to come back from that and, like, just be humbled and figure out how to do it, you know? Let me look at the, uh, Instagram Live. Evan is the man. Hell yeah, shout out. I want to see him go pro and go big in Cali. I want to see him go pro one day. I don't know why he's got to go Cali. I don't know about all that, bro. Cali's not... You can go pro anywhere nowadays. You got to build skate community. Cali's cool. A lot of people go to Cali. They come back to their homes. You know what I mean? Um, nothing against going to Cali. I did it. I went to Long Beach for two years. But nowadays, you can build skateboard industry. You can build community anywhere. Uh, all I need started right here in my hometown, Taunton. And I've been all around the world. And I chose to stay in Taunton. In the winters. I chose the winters. How fucked is that? Every year, I got months where I just in the winter. But we have such a sick skate park and a community that goes there. 30,000 indoor square foot skate park. We do skateboard lessons. We do lock-ins. We do the New England Am. We do video premieres. We go there just when we feel like shredding and we can't go anywhere else because it's snowing out and it's knee-deep. And we're all still together. Westgate lives here. Don Pierre, myself, like... All the Young Bucks, Guna and Billy, all these dudes just here. Didn't have to go to Cali. And some of them did go to Cali and came back. So, I don't know. I want to see Evan blow up wherever. Doesn't even matter if it's Cali or if it's East Coast or if it's London. I just want to see him keep going. I want I want skateboarding to keep growing so more dudes can, can like, do shit with it and take it as far as they can, you know? Like, that would be sick. They've done that with, like other things i don't want to use sports as the word but like people were dedicated to basketball and somehow they grew it to where a lot of people could be involved and do cool stuff um there's been other things that's grown big you know hopefully our economy keeps going like hopefully we can turn it around or like build and grow i don't know if we gotta turn around but 
feel like we could just we got to rebuild from the ashes of what happened and uh if we all find things we love and find ways to build industry with it i think it'll help everything move along fastly you know faster to we where we can all be thriving and prospering and rising you know what i mean that's the goal we just want to be able to express ourselves and we want our work to be our love right like it's it's rad i want to know what jobs you guys have out there because having a job is like um and you don't care about the work like just working a job like a shitty tough job it's good experience to have i want to know if you guys have done that if you haven't if you're planning on it like i used to wash dishes i was a, a newspaper boy uh i bounced tires off of trucks which was brutal didn't want to do that i've done warehouse work shipping receiving all that stuff um yeah so like it's lanky work it's like just my it's just easy work but it's hard because you gotta do it all fucking day which is mind-numbing you know um but there's lessons to be learned in that 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 you don't want to do that once you do that you're like all right i could do this but i want to do something i actually enjoy you know what i mean like so then you start hustling and trying to figure it out you know uh and then you have to try to make a transition from working a job that you don't like to like unless you have money and you have people supporting you like a family structure that allows you to go to school and do all that stuff like some families are like that um like they might be able to make the financial burden so you can have a transition from a child to an adult and you can actually pursue things you enjoy without feeling too much pressure and like feel like you have to you know like it doesn't have to be such a struggle uh i'm used to the struggle though <laughs> Grew up in poverty. Fuck you, do in America. 82. I was born in 82. Let me go to some of the Instagram live, 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 live comments. Clothesline. Hesher says, nice. Um, young Lil Trig says, what's the deal with America? I hear it's going downhill. If you listen to my last podcast, Little Trig, Young Little Trig, it's on YouTube. It's on the iTunes store. It's on allineedskate.com. It's with Brandon Westgate, and you can hear it from the horse's mouth. He talks about America. He talks about leaving America to ride for New Balance and the transition and what was going on with America and why he felt like he had to go somewhere else. And he told some epic stories because he rode for America for 12 years, a whole decade of his life, and he put out some of the gnarliest parts in the on the world in the world while riding for them. Uh, he's very grateful. And he's pretty hyped on his new opportunity as well. But you can listen to that podcast. There's a car ride home. We went out street skating all day. And then on the ride home, me and Brandon just chopped it up about life. I record that whole thing. Um, but he'll give you the scoop on the America thing. Because I don't really know. Uh, yeah. All right. We're moving along. What up, people? Iggy, what up, my dude? Was 9-11 an inside job? Alex Fata. F-A-T-A. Don't give a fuck. It happened. That's all I know. I don't give a fuck if it's inside job, outside job. It was a job. And it happened. <laughs> and it fucking fucked up the whole shit. <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> I got tons of theories. I don't know shit. But I'll, I'll just say this. That before 9-11, my family was struggling. After 9-11, still struggling. <laughs> my, you know, like, so for what I'm saying is, like, people without, um... We didn't have a lot of money, you know? So, like, 9-11 happened, you know, we still didn't have a lot of money. So, I was just hustling, you know? But I feel like after this, I want to try to build out of the recession. It would be cool, you know? That's why I started All I Need, right in the thick of the recession. Because I was like, you know, if everything's in rubbles and we have to rebuild it, like, now's the time to invest in my needs. 
and everyone's needs, which is skateboarding. Invest in skateboarding. Put money in the skateboard and try to grow it. Because, like, how sick would it be if we could live in a skateboard world and be part of it? And I don't know. To me, that's, like, cool. You know, you want to do what you love. You want to make some money doing what you love. You don't have to be a bazillionaire, but I just, like... We could uh, hire people to do graphics, to be pro, to be am, to be filmers, photographers, YouTubers, like, to create content and to help promote and share and, I don't know, I just feel like jobs, we can do, we could work on anything, you know what I mean? Like, it could be working on skateboarding, you could work on selling fucking dildos and boxes, people do that, they go to a job and just pack up dildos, they probably don't give a fuck about it. Maybe there's someone out there super passionate about dildos and... Like I like I am, or you guys are with skating. Like, oh, someone's just super into all the different models, and like, <laughs> fucking, that would be weird. But maybe I'm sure that exists, right? But what I'm saying is, like, with skills, you can sell anything. Not that you have to sell it, but you can build anything. You can build industry. You can network. You can find ways to monetize things. It's not easy. And you got to keep at it. There's always work. I feel like a lot of the things, a lot, a lot of things, a lot of times, what fucks people up in business and and goals is that it takes longer than they want, and they can't stay focused long enough. This and like, cause dude, you got to work at things every day. I do every day. I'm just working at trying to get better, trying to come up with things i'm constantly like on my days off my days off aren't my days off my days off are working on things that i enjoy like oh i worked all the last two days i had off from like grunt work and i had just skateboard work and i was hustling harder than as hard as i could because i was like the more i do now the more ground i cover with skateboard and stuff and the more cool shit we can do more art can be had more decks can be out there more contests more videos more youtube more podcasting like um, yeah, working at it, you know what I mean, trying to get better, trying, that's what, hence the, I'll, I'll show you guys, uh, the setup real quick, I'll twirl you around, but since the home studio, got the backdrop and the lights and, nice, got my mic right here as well, I know the pod, YouTubers, you can see the mic, hopefully, off to the side, I'll move it over, so I'm just trying to invest in the things I love so they grow, and just stay focused, you know, I don't know about 9-11, to get back to your question, um, what I know is that humans, man, humans, whatever, um, fuck up. They do fucked up things. There's always someone willing to do fucked up things. And people, some people think fucked up things need to be done. It's crazy. Um, 9-11 was gnarly. The towers fell in New York. I remember that was such a trip, dude. It's like the first time in my my lifetime for sure that there was actually an outside force attacking our country like the financial capital of the world i listen to things online dude don't get me wrong alex i'm not i'm just not a conspiracy conspiracy theory whatever that i can't say it. conspiracy i'm not into conspiracies but um I hear them, you know, and some they sound. Some of it sounds right. Since I grew up in, like, you know, my family was um, not even middle class, so whatever, you know, they put us in the classes. You know what I mean, uh, we were uh, in the projects, trailer parks, people like that. You know, doesn't mean shit. It means we're strong. It means we can rise up out of trailer parks and projects if we want. 
Because we, I like being at the bottom. All my approach to everything is start at the bottom, work your way up. I've been like that most of my life. And I'm a big believer in inches add up. Like you go slow and you, each inch in front of you, you try to appreciate it. And then you move forward and more forward and you start to look back and you reflect and go, oh, we went a long ways, you know, like. Yeah, being in the projects though, growing up, it made me very self-reflective. Cause I don't know, just in the trailer parks, being around—I hate using those terms, projects and trailer parks. Just being around people that are poor, you know, like that are struggling to get by, and like then they're dealing with all the pitfalls of like alcohol and drugs and kids having kids and like I've seen it all, you know. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> It's gnarly. Growing up in that made me very self-reflective because people hurt themselves and they hurt the people around them that they care about um, a lot when I was growing up, you know? So I was always like, fuck, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to do that. And I got to watch out for them, you know? These are some of the awesome... Some of the people were the raddest people too, but they were just self-destructive. They had these moments, you know? The pressure got too hard. They would pop. A lot of them were even my family. Like My mom was like that. My mom struggled. I don't really know the whole story, but from what, I, from what I can tell is my mom, like, had issues as a child. She might have even been molested and had these issues. And, uh, she had five kids with three different men. So, in this whole time, she had drug issues. She was running wild. And, um, uh, she kept having kids. It was crazy. You know what I mean? Alright, the thing that conflicts me is, like, I don't know what it's like to be molested in the demons that you're confronted with, you know? And I think that's what happened, you know? But that could take a whole lifetime, maybe two lifetimes to get over. Or maybe you never get over that one, you know? I used to get super pissed because, um... I always wanted her to take care of herself. I was like, Mom, all I need is for you to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about me. Take care of yourself. Because I'm worrying about you. Because you're neglecting yourself all the time, you know? So, like, in turn, you're fucking me, you know? Like, I have to stress and worry about you and where you're going and what you're doing and who you're with. And, like, I'll just be like, take care of yourself. Like, it's the truth is we have one life that we can affect, and that's our own. So if you start with that, if you go, okay, this is my life. I'm the author of my life. I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to um, blaze a trail. I'm going to express myself authentically and real, hopefully. You know, some people will try to sell you and scam you, sell you a personality, try to trend you, whatever the fuck it is, dude, um, just to not show their vulnerabilities. But, um, yeah, once you, once you can, like, self-reflect and look and go, okay, I don't want to be the problem... How can I build my life so that I'm not a problem to anybody and not even to myself, you know, like, um, autonomous almost. I never worried about myself because I knew I could survive, you know. Um, but my mom, she just had these issues, man. She could never get over. And then once you're young and you, like, things like that shatter your reality and then you get into drugs and then you're around other unhealthy people. You know, like, sometimes your own family is unhealthy to you and fucks you over and fucks you up, you know. So, like... How do you get over that when your home is dysfunctional and fucked? You have no escape. You know what I mean? Can't get away from it. You're in the fucking trenches. <laughs> that's where po that's what poverty feels like when you don't have security. Security is like we in America. We don't have so much po a, a fucking. We have money. You know, like you could steal shit in America. You go to another country. There's nothing even to steal. 
here it's like if you really need to survive you could like Hannaford's got tons of shit you could just go for it <laughs> I'm not recommending it but like if times got tough like you snatch a turkey and run the fuck out or like a plum <laughs> you survive you'll survive for a long time you might go to jail they'll probably put you in jail and still feed you so you survive in jail yes we have like a mental disorder like things in America got crazy and people uh, just are not healthy thinking you know People are aspiring for crazy shit out there. Some people. Some of us. I've been that. You know, like... This isn't a bad thing. I want to dream large and live large and be happy, you know? Like, you can have whatever you want in this world. I really believe that. So, go for it, you know? But, yeah, it's crazy out there, man. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. It was a fucking rant. Sorry. I'll go back to some of the questions then. Clothesline Hesher. Damn, I was in Wisconsin, Milwaukee for 10 years... Now I'm in Cali. Gotta say, I don't miss winter. <laughs> Fair enough. Winters fucking suck. I, every time I, we survive one, I'm fucking happy. Because <laughs> there's times. Last year actually wasn't that bad. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah. I just try to travel. That's the truth. Is like We try to do a team trip when winter comes. That way it's like we can get away from the snow and chaos and just vacation a little bit. We went to San Diego for two weeks. That was so tight. And then one year we went to Atlanta. All I Need crew went down to Atlanta and World Crew. That was sick. Sick-ass trip. Put out our video in the trenches. It's on our YouTube channel. And my sister just called in. Sorry. Big Mango, what up, my dudes? All right, I'll read more comments. Shred and Dress 93. Skate scene in Buffalo, New York sucks. Only shop out here is Sunday, and the Jake Donnelly is huge douche to the youngest skaters. That's unfortunate to hear. I hope it's not true, but I don't live there, so I don't know. But that's one perspective for sure. But that sucks that you feel that way. Not that I just, I mean, you're allowed to feel that way. I'm just saying that's tough that you feel that way. Like, I would, I've had, when I was younger, I had, like, issues like that where I'd go to a spot and someone would be there that was just a dick to everyone. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I've been in that situation where someone's just, like, causes, like I'm saying, dysfunction. You're like, dude, we're just here to skate. Like, why is there any drama? Like, it's fucking, let's just have fun, you know, some bullshit. Like, don't be a dick. Like, that's why I always let the skate park or, like, the skate spots or wherever. That, to me, is, like, not church, but it's, like, let's just be on our bets. Let's just skate. Let's have fun. Like, let's. We're out here skateboarding. Like, no need to be a dick or a douche to anyone. Like, ev let everyone live. You can live. Let them live. You can crack jokes. I crack jokes all the time. Jokes fucking get cracked about me, hopefully. <laughs> like to hear some jokes about me. <laughs> I look like Nicholas Cage. But yeah, I like... Like, at skating, I always, like... That's what I try to tell the dudes. I'm like, let them live. And, like... This is a safe zone. Just skate. Do whatever the fuck you want. Be weird, you know? I don't know. Brisky Breeze said, Would you kindly have Brendan Ward again on your show? He's fighting this Friday, and it'd be... Good to catch up with him. Dude, that's a fucking solid idea. Shall I, shall I hit him up? I need to have a pen. Brendan Ward. Here, I'll write it down. I haven't talked to him in a while, dude. He's fighting. It's going to get wild, dude. It's such a gnarly thing. MMA is so gnarly, right? To, like, do it on that level is intense. I mean, Jesus. 
He's like volunteering for a fight. I don't want to get in a fight. That's what I was telling Jeff when we were in Maine. And Jeff got a little saucy in Maine and he came at me. And uh, he kept poking at me. We were in the tent. He's behind me. He's jabbing at me all glassy-eyed like he had too many fireballs. And uh, he's just like, I was like trying to play it off because there's everyone in the tent and he's just coming at me. But Jeff's like one of my best friends. I'm like, why is he getting crazy? I hadn't seen him like that. And, oh, the live feed's about to go on Instagram. I'm going to say goodbye real quick. Instagram Live, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the shout-out, guys. Thanks for sharing all that neat stuff. Skateboarding is what we all need, so I don't know. That's all That's all we got to do is focus on that, you know? And thank you guys for everything. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing, listening. Thanks for all the feedback, comments. So tight. Fuck yeah. Till next time, my dudes. New England in November 4th and 5th, my dudes. I think I ended it. End live video. Nice. Alright. We are back. Sorry for that. Um, yeah, Jeff was coming at me. He's getting a little crazy. It was out of nowhere. And uh, I kept telling him, like, no, no, no. And I had to, like, pin him down. He was pissed. He was too drunk to do anything. We discussed it afterwards. I was like, look, dude, I'm just 34. And I don't want to fight nobody. I don't want, even if, like, he wanted it to be, like, a friendly drunken fight. But I wasn't wasted, you know? I wasn't on that level. And, uh, but we squashed it out. Luckily, he was so drunk he couldn't do anything. <laughs> he had a good time. <laughs> then after that, he felt, like, all bad. I was like, no, oh, it's all right, dude. Because, like, when I was younger, I used to do it all the time. Me and Jeff used to wrestle all the time each other get too aggressive just ridiculous being ruthless you know kids you know i don't want to do it anymore i just want the nicer tent just the one that by nicer i just mean the one that's a little cleaner and people are chill we're laughing drinking eating some grapes and cheese kevin brought a fucking platter <laughs> to the middle of maine <laughs> that tent was we anyways long story short tent shitty went from, from went from tent shitty to Tent Liddy. They changed it to Tent Lit. Liddy. Because <laughs> he ended up figuring out how to set that tent up and crushing it forever. So it held strong, dude. But then, then we put a hole in the bottom. So that's that. We're going to have to get a new tent. Especially if it starts raining. Um, cool thing that we're trying to do is Derek Fukuhara and Timmy Canoose is coming out here. Uh, September. The end of September. They're coming to the East Coast, my dudes. Both of them, I love watching these guys skate my hood. Because they love the spots and they fucking kill it. Like, it's cool to like be like, oh yeah, I know all these spots for Derek would love, you know. And then like, Timmy. And then we, sometimes you get surprised like, oh, fucking, yeah, they both like this spot. Um, yeah, I'm hyped to take him to Providence, Boston, maybe New York. I was thinking maybe do Martha's Vineyard trip. Our homie out there has some land and they got a mini ramp and you can smoke weed, drink beer, set up camp. You're out there like no one's going to bother you. You're under the sky, like, fucking beautiful. Good weather. Mini ramp is so fun. It's, like, four foot with, I think, a five foot quick extension. So, like, and then you can drive around Martha's Vineyard. And the cool thing about Martha's Vineyard is you got to take a ferry out there. So everyone meets up, drives to the ferry, jumps on the ferry. And then we get out to Martha's Vineyard, our homie Nick. Shout out to Nick and uh, Richard uh, out there in Martha's Vineyard from the green room for picking us up and then they drive us around give us the tour there's some street spots out there which is tight 
um, some beautiful views, uh, some good spots to eat, drink some coffee. And it's all tourists too, because it's like Martha's Vineyard, you know? And they just redid their skate park out there. They have this sick outdoor concrete park, and they just made it like tenfold better. I don't know, they must have got a budget or something approved, and they just fucking made it into a full skate park. Before it was like obstacles and stuff, and like they started building something, and it's like they kind of finished it. It looks really official now. So, yeah, I want to bring Derek and Timmy out there, maybe just... Because they're coming from a Sunday to a Sunday. So maybe at the end of the trip, we'll go to Martha's Vineyard to film some vlogs and film some skating and maybe just have a good time. End on like a fun little vacation note. But before that, we're definitely going Boston, Providence, Taunton, New Bedford, probably Fall River, maybe some Brockton. Scour the cities, wherever, you know, we can. They got Sunday to Sunday, so we got enough time. Should be pretty sick. And I'm hyped to get them in the YouTube vlogs, because um, they haven't been in them, you know, because they're out in Cali on the other side. So, Although Derek's been creating his own vlogs, which is pretty sick, and I can't wait for the next one. Those dudes are doing sick shit with high rise out there. Um, yeah, was there anything else? Um, expect more, um, more photos, more video content because I got the studio set up now. So, actually, after this podcast, I'm gonna start taking photos of all the boards, um, cataloging everything, and we got some apparel. We got some All I Need Girls apparel, or I've been calling it All I Need Ladies apparel. My lady Dash, who pole dances and crushes it. She's super into fitness and nutrition, and um, yeah, she's just passionate about all that stuff. And pole dancing is so sick, and she fucking kills it. Me and my lady been together for a long time, and like she didn't always have pole dancing. Like I always had skating since I met her, but she was like working and just kind of working and making money and she was gonna go she was doing school for a while and then she was done with that and then she just started working again and I was skating chasing like skating just trying to keep the hustle up and keep it doing cool stuff and working with sponsors and trying to get involved with events and creating events and like you know doing the sponsorship stuff and uh I'd be going on trips and coming back and she'd just be working and like she didn't have that thing, and then all of a sudden she found it. Like, I, I found skating when I was 13, you know? As soon as I saw it, I just latched onto it. There's, like, no second guessing. And I was like, I want to do this forever. This is so fun. Um, yeah. I, I'm 34, started on 13, and I fucking have been doing it to an extreme. It's been so fun. It's been most of my life is skating. Like, I have endless hard drives of memories and of joy and happiness of fun sessions and fucking the sickness of skating you know and uh she found pole dancing and i was like whoa this is crazy like pole dancing like i'm not i'm pretty open-minded you know so i was like okay like it's out there you know like skating once was out there like when i first started skateboarding people would like say nasty shit to us throw bottles like people were super um cops were super hostile they didn't really understand it they're like they're just trespassing and like probably spray paint shit i've never done any of that spray paint bullshit or nothing like that i always just wanted to skate which i guess is like when you're skating you're probably vandalizing some shit you know you're like using ledges and stairs and there's some like scrapes and shit you know you're like making art on the street they built something for whatever reason and you're like oh, i want to do this trick onto it and off of it or whatever skateboarders think so different 
so sick. We can fucking literally make stairs and, like, shit that people take for granted and don't even notice. We're, like, salivating and thinking what we could use it for or how to use it or what to do on it, you know, or how to look while doing it and how to film it and shoot a photo and, like, it's just a different wiring, you know. Um, but, yeah, my lady found pole dancing and it's funny when I tell people that because this reminds me of skating was small, you know, like, skating was small and I'd be like, Oh, you're a skateboarder, like dirty skate rat, like punk, like criminal, like it started like that for whatever reason, like riffraff, you know. And uh, yeah, it seems like pole dancing started in uh, like bars and like like for money and like it was like that. But there's this whole other side to it where they're just performing and creating lines and being athletic and building muscles to do tricks. It's just like skating. Except they're on, you know, they're stuck to one apparatus. But it's so fucking insane how many different styles and uh, how strong and uh, style, fashion. It's sick. It's so it's sick. It's a sick fucking thing. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, I went to my lady's uh, show. She did this uh, performance. It was sick. It was at a bar or a bistro so I could have a beer. And I was filming it. I got to put that on YouTube. I think she put that up on hers. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, once she found that, it was, like, now she's got something to, like, be creative with and take up her time and get lost with and have things to look forward to and to work at and build on and, like, shit like that, you know? It's nice to find that. Some people never do, I imagine. Maybe not. Maybe they just, I don't know. Hopefully people will find that more and more. Um, yeah, so I think I've rambled on long enough today. But yeah, expect more videos. I want to do some setup videos, get the lights in here, make it look all proper, and uh, do more product shots. So expect more video, more audio, and more podcasting. Maybe J. Scott hands down next week. We're talking Wednesday, so that could be pretty cool. And I got a few people I, don't re I want to reach out to. I, I started like looking into guests, and I was like, oh yeah, I had. How did I not get that dude? How did I? How has he not been on the show? So that's coming too. And tomorrow's the lock-in at the edge. This is going to go up tonight, which is Thursday. So, yeah, if you're in New England and you want to do a lock-in, it's pretty sick. You got to survive. We got dodgeballs. We got muffins. We got dinner pizza. We got 30,000 square foot indoor skate park. Uh, it's pretty sick. I usually bring my camera, film the antics. And, yeah, so that's tomorrow. You can show up and sign up if you need, if you're just late or whatever, if you're just getting turned on to it now. And yeah, till next time guys. Peace.